Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown. It is the Tuesday edition of the Rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I'm not sure why I said Rundown twice there in a matter of like a half a second. But this is the Rundown. So if you are listening, you can tell people that's the name of the show that you're listening to. It is the Rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. As usual, you can uh, check us out. Share a couple of things with you before we get into an interview with Connor O'Neill. Who is Connor O'Neill? He works for the Winston-Salem Journal. Why is he important? Because he covers the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, which is who Clemson plays tonight, which you can hear that game live right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Don Munson and uh, Tim Beret, I think, will be on the call. I know Don Munson will be. Tim Beret will be on the call. So you can catch that game here live tonight right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. But if you're listening or if you're watching at home, but if you're a radio geek like I am, you'll probably listen. you got to be thinking to yourself, who is good at Wake Forest? Who is going to give the, the Tigers uh, maybe some problems tonight? Yeah, we'll get into that with Connor O'Neill in just a moment. Um, we have other things we'll get into today, including... This is like a couple. It's like a pet peeve I have, and I'm just gonna throw it out there because I, they say that you should talk about what you uh, what's important to you on the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a migraine headache right now. It's not like a severe migraine, but it's just a migraine headache simply because we've had some folks that have visited us here at the iHeart Media Metroplex, whatever it is you want to call this place. And a couple of ladies had on, like, some crazy perfume. And I'm not talking about, like, like just a moderate amount. I'm talking, like, I'm three doors down and I can smell it like they bathed in it. Anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there. Ladies, if you're listening to the show, don't bathe in perfume. It just kills me. It makes my head just seep and ache. Anyway, not, not that it's always about me. Maybe you have to have that on. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> We have several things we'll get into today, including that. I don't know where that came from. It just made sense at the moment there. But why don't we talk about the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Connor O'Neill joined me earlier. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Connor O'Neill WSJ. So follow him on Twitter if you want to know more about Wake Forest. We We also talked about the basketball game and Jamie Newman transferring and why hasn't anybody gone and picked up Dave Clawson at Wake Forest? It's kind of a big deal, too. So here's my interview I did earlier with Connor O'Neill. 
want to welcome into the show friend of the program, Connor O'Neill from the Winston-Salem Journal. Connor, Connor, thank you for joining us today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Rob. I'm headed down your way now. Yeah, you're heading down. You're going to be uh, covering the Clemson and Wake Forest basketball game tonight. You know, Clemson has kind of had the edge here in this series lately, winning 11 out of the last 12. And let's be honest, Clemson is generally a team that, you know, they're in normally the bottom third of the ACC standings, but uh, they've kind of had their way with Wake Forest here lately. That's that's actually a, a key talking point for wake in terms of where their program has fallen to and it's not it's not as much of a disparaging thing with Clemson as it is you know here's here's a non-traditional ACC power that that has just owned wake in the last 10 years and you know that's that's kind of used to, to look at where the Deeks have fallen under Jeff Bezelik and Danny Manning. So, looking at the Deeks, though, they are 9-8 and eight on the season. Have they been kind of like an, an up-and-down type team, or is it there, or do you think they're starting to kind of find their way? Uh, they've had some glimpses. Um, you know, the Boston College team that they beat two days ago was a really bad team, and they were they were missing two forwards that are pretty crucial to their success. So I wouldn't put much stock in that. Wake's, Wake's best stretch was they beat a ranked Xavier team in mid-December, and then they opened uh, – they, they had a long break, and then they opened January with a win at Pitt. And you thought maybe they turned a corner, but uh, their best player, Sean D. Brown, got hurt in that game, and he hasn't played since. And obviously that, that's been kind of a, a detriment to the Deeks. Is it, does it seem like they're just trying to tread water until he gets back? Pretty much. Um, he, he brings so much to the table. Uh, I think his averages are around 13.5 points and 7 or 8 rebounds a game, which is fantastic for a 6'5 guard. He's basically able to play the two-third four spots in Wake's rotation. And he brings so much versatility, athleticism, Desire. I mean, he's become a really good defensive player and, like I mentioned, a really good rebounder for them. So you don't really have anybody to replace his production. And, and until the Boston College game, they really struggled to even come close to re- replacing him. Now, you mentioned that there is no replacing him, but who are the Deeks sending out there to try to fill that spot? Uh, it's been Tory Johnson, a six-year guard who is in his second year as a grad transfer with Wake. And Tory is has his limits, but he's a halfway decent uh, defensive player, and and he gives you some things offensively. Um, he's pretty tough nosed, and he'll he'll drive into the lane and penetrate uh, when you need him to. And then uh, Andrian White is the other, and he's another transfer who sat last year and is playing this year from Charlotte. He was a one of the rare. Uh, play three, sit one, play one transfers. You know, those, those two guys, they're good guys. They're good character guys. Uh, they're really good interviews. They're just athletically limited. Andrian is actually, he's, I think, still shooting above 40% on threes. He's a really good knockdown, you know, spot-up shooter. But neither one of them is really going to break the game open with, you know, 
a, a 10-point scoring burst or anything like that. You know, growing up, uh, I remember the Wake Forest teams with, you know, Muggsy Bogues and, and, and guys like uh, Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress, uh, especially the teams under Dave Odom. They were just really special up there at Wake. Do, do you think that Danny Manning can possibly get the team back to where they're respectable enough where they get into the top quarter of the ACC? I, I think I think at this point in his sixth season, you kind of know that's not going to happen. And it's it's really been a, a kind of rapid descent uh, after they had the great season. You know, great season is relative to, to where they were in four years under Jeff Vizdelic and then the first two years under Manning, but the 2016-17 Wake team that had sophomore John Collins and, and sophomore Brian Crawford. And that was a that was a dynamic duo in the ACC. You know, John Collins, Wake fans are still pretty up in arms that John Collins didn't win ACC Player of the Year that year. And at that point, you really think that Danny is, is a program builder. He had the thing headed in the right direction. He needed two years to, to kind of soothe out all of the rough edges left from Bazelic. And since then, it's been back-to-back 11 and 20 seasons. They had a one-and-done prospect last year with Jalen Horde. And, I mean, that was one of the most forgettable one-and-done seasons in ACC, at least recent history, I would say. Um, so, I, I just it's, – it's hard to make the argument that a guy is going to – get it turned around when he's had six years to do it already and has it. Well, should be an interesting matchup with the Clemson Tigers tonight who who need this win to um, to get back to 500 in conference play. But I have a couple of uh, Wake football questions that I wanted to ask you while I, while I had you on the phone. The first was Jamie Newman transferring to Georgia. Did you think that was going to happen? I mean, his body language on the sidelines in the bowl game, I don't know, it just seemed like he maybe he'd kind of checked out mentally i mean he he played great in that game don't get me wrong that's just the vibe that i got from watching on television but did you see the signs that he was going to transfer yeah i i did um well not so much transfer just just leave um i got the sense that he was going to go to the nfl and i think his outlook for the nfl changed once he got his grades back from scouts and, and how that process works uh and i think he he wanted to a different offense uh, to get away from the slow mesh and to to go somewhere that's going to not run him as many times as he did. I think he ended the season with about 180 carries. Right. And so he only played in 12 games because he missed the, missed the Florida State game. And then he also was replaced because of injuries in two other games. So he's pretty banged up there in the second half of the year, and he's still – you know, the one game in the last five that they won was the Dukes game, and he ran the ball 29 times in that game. Yeah, that's so it's a it's a pretty tough thing to to come back from. Do you, do you think he has the, the drop back passing game that they're going to require him to to have at Georgia? I mean, I, I don't think they're going to change the Georgia offense to you know to have a running quarterback. I mean, he's going to have to stand back there in, in the SEC and make reads and throws. Does he have the talent to yeah, do that? It's interesting because they just hired, uh, I think it's Todd Munkin, and I have to admit I haven't delved too deep into into what his philosophies and schemes are, but 
I think he's expected to not completely revamp their offense, but at least uh, add some some option elements, some read option elements, that kind of thing. So it'll it'll be really, really curious to see how that offense looks next year. All right. Well, my final question for you on the on the Wake Forest football front. You know, Coach Clawson has built a consistent, um, I mean, a, a respectable team up there. And do you think that it's getting to a point now where people are starting to pay more attention? And you know, and he may look to say, "Hey, I want to go somewhere else." Or is he a guy that is almost like Dabo Sweeney, like, "Hey, I've got this program. I'm going to build it and 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 try to uh, take Wake to new heights." Yeah, everything Dave says is that he wants to stick at Wake and he wants to keep building this thing. And, you know, they just they just built a massive football facility. They built the indoor a couple years ago. And this year they just opened new football offices with a football weight room and nutrition center and, and uh, all kinds of bells and whistles for him in there. So... You know, that, if it's me, if, if somebody, you know, builds me a new house, I'm not looking to leave within six months. You know, but but I always I always keep in the back of my mind, I think Dave makes somewhere between $2.5 and $4 million a year. And, I mean, Eli Drinkwood, Eli Drinkwood spent one season as a head coach at App State and is making $4 million a year at Missouri. I would think that Dave would command a little bit more attention than that, you know, if somebody, it's the other side of it is if somebody comes along and wants to double my salary, it's going to be hard to say no. I just think that Coach Clawson is one of the. I don't. I I hate to use this term, but underrated coaches in the ACC. It just seems like every year we go to ACC kickoff and we constantly put Wake Forest near the bottom of the standings, and they just keep coming out there and putting out respectable seasons every year. And I'm just wondering. I'd like to see what Coach Clawson could do at a uh, at a much bigger school. Not to be disrespectful to Wake, but if he went to say, oh, I don't know, a Texas or something like that and implemented the stuff that he does there. I think it would be interesting to see yeah. what, what he would uh, would do with that. So, Yeah, it's, it's a legitimate question. You know, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's, there's, a, there's a portion of the Wake fan base that would take offense to that, but there's also the majority of them that realize, hey, they are the the smallest P5 in the country. Uh, you know, they're a, they're a small private art school in Winston-Salem. Yep. Interesting stuff there. And uh, I tell you what, man, I appreciate you taking some time out with us today. Do you cover baseball for the Deeks, too? I do. I actually just got finished uh, setting up some photos for a feature story out there. I, I hear, now I could be wrong, but uh, it, it looks like, if I remember correctly, if I'm looking through my rankings here, um, Wake Forest is, is ranked 18th in the first D1 baseball poll, whereas Clemson, it's the first time in years they're not ranked in any poll. So maybe you and I can talk baseball season when the Tigers and uh, Deeks hook up. 
Sure, man. Looking forward to it. All right. Connor O'Neill making his way to Clemson for the Clemson Wake Forest basketball game tonight. Thanks for your time, Connor. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Connor O'Neill from the Winston-Salem Journal. Follow him on Twitter at Connor O'Neill WSG. If you want to know more about Wake Forest and a couple of interesting things there that that came out from that in my perspective uh, on the football front. You know, we always think of Wake Forest as, as he said, the smallest D, uh, D1 Power 5 team as far as enrollment goes. But in the end, that football team is always competitive. And I wonder why someone really hasn't taken up the time to go after Coach Dave Clawson. They have teams up there that consistently play pretty well. I mean, you can make an argument that they're the second-best team in the Atlantic Division right now as far as football goes. And I think that someone is going to have to go and, and scoop this guy up. He's making $2.5 million there. Elijah Drinkowitz coached at uh, uh, what Appalachian State last year. Missouri's paying him $4 million. The math there doesn't add up. Not to be disrespectful to Coach Drink, as my buddies from the Mazzodcast call him, but Dave Clawson is a much more established coach than Elijah Drinkowitz is. Dave Clawson has played in, what I can't remember how many years he's been in at Wake Forest, but he takes and gets kind of fringe players and turns them into respectable ACC players. And then the guys that are considered, you know, the four-star, five-star guys, he gets like Greg Dortch and players like that. He doesn't miss on them, meaning that you can have, you know, a bunch of five and four-star guys, but if you you may miss on one or two of them, he just doesn't seem to miss on any of them. And if you look at Jamie Newman, this guy's moving from Wake Forest to be probably the starting quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs next season. He's going to have a ton, ton of responsibility there as far as being a drop-back passer and everything else, but he was built by Dave Clawson. So he'll be a one-year experiment there at Georgia, but the reality is is that he's going to have a lot of pressure on him with, hey, the expectation for Georgia is to win the East, win the SEC every year. He's been thrown right into that. So that was my other thing, too, taken away from that. It's kind of interesting you know, you hear so much about ACC teams don't have talent. Yeah, well, the best team in the East went to the smallest school in the ACC and got their quarterback. So, interesting stuff there with Wake Forest. Be sure to uh, follow Connor on Twitter. He does do good stuff there with Wake Forest. If you're just a guy that likes to read stuff, add Connor to your reading list. We got a question from Johnny on Facebook Live. He said, why did he transfer anyways? He's from North Carolina. I don't get it. Well, that if you listen to what Connor said earlier, if you missed it, you can check it out on the uh, podcast. He thought he was just going to go to the NFL, but his gradings kind of fell through. So, yeah, makes sense. But also, he wanted to be more of a passing quarterback at Wake Forest under Coach, Coach Clawson's offense. They expect him to run the ball a good bit. So if you have comments on what we talked about with Connor or the Clemson basketball game tonight, give us a call, 803-978-1832. This is The Rundown. You're listening to me. I'm Rob Sanders. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Rundown. 
I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. As we move along here on a Tuesday afternoon, getting yourself set up to go home. Yeah, that's a good thing. Everybody likes to do that. You know, we were talking about transferring earlier with uh, Jamie Newman, the outstanding quarterback at uh, Wake Forest, who, if you haven't seen play, I mean, the guy is outstanding. Now, I know Clemson fans will be like, man, I watched him play against Clemson. He didn't do very much. Look, the only player that lit Clemson up this year was uh, Burroughs in the national championship game. But Jamie Newman was a heck of a quarterback for the the uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Anyway, a comment from Johnny on Facebook Live. He says, but UGA, they run the ball more than any SEC team. Yes, but in the NFL now, I think they want players that can make throws. Let, let's be completely honest. Jimmy Garoppolo, for the team that beat the snot out of my Packers, he threw eight passes in the NFC Championship game. I think they're getting to a point now where they don't want quarterbacks that are going to be like the Baker Mayfields of the world that are going to try to throw the ball down the field into small windows and expect wide receivers to make good catches and then you can have big plays like that. Yeah, that'll sell you some tickets. You'll have no problem packing the stands, but you're going to end up at 8-8. Eight and eight. If you want to win, you've got to get to a point where you're running the ball a good bit. Now, I know you're sitting there thinking, Rob, you've told us that you're a Green Bay Packers fan. Yes, the Packers went 13-3 and this year simply based on the fact that they ran the ball a lot. It had nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. What Aaron Rodgers did was Aaron Rodgers managed the game. But getting back to Newman, if he goes to Georgia and he manages that team with the running backs they've got and the depth and talent they have on the offensive line, that can go far into getting him picked up by some team in the NFL. He can make the throws. He can make plays with his feet. But if he can manage a game, not turn the ball over, that's what NFL teams want right now. They'd rather lean on running backs, have running backs that last three or four seasons. I don't think they really want to lean on the quarterback as much. Now, I know that they have Pat Mahomes in the... in the... uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's a great player. But if you look at guys like Tom Brady, Tom Brady's probably, you know, you can make the argument he's the best quarterback ever, but for the past, what, six years, he's been basically running the ball, but making good plays, making smart decisions, and not shooting his team in the foot. I think that's what NFL teams want right now. In fact, if I were drafting on an NFL team, I would go first with getting myself some defensive ends and getting myself some some linemen build around your line. You can make an argument that Clemson kind of tailed off a little bit in that national championship game because they didn't have that dominant defensive line like they had last season. Now You can say whatever you want, but when you lose Dexter Lawrence... When you lose an Austin Bryant, when you lose a Cleveland Farrell, when you lose a Christian Wilkins, all of these guys are playing on Sunday. Now, Brent Venables did a heck of a job, not taking anything away from what the Clemson defense did. They played great, but they were built on the fact that they, they thought they had more talent in the secondary. A.J. Terrell, Kayvon Wallace, um, 
Tanner Muse, guys like that. They built on that. And the fact that they had Isaiah Simmons, who is an absolute freak show, and I say that in, in an adoring term there, he could play anywhere they wanted. You want him to line up and rush the passer? Fine. Want him to drop back into coverage? Fine. You want him to play the run? Fine. He can do that. So Coach Venables basically went into his kitchen and said, I've got this, 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 and this, and he made a five-star meal out of it, but it wasn't quite enough to slow down Joe Burrows, which, to be honest, nobody slowed down Joe Burrows at all this season. The guy was just special. So you can't take anything away from that. But anyway, speaking of the transfer, if you want to get into the show, by the way, and respond to any of the stuff I said here, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Clemson does have a wide receiver entering the transfer portal. It's TJ Chase. He caught seven passes for 70 yards in the 2019 season, averaging 12 snaps a game. He was on third team on the depth chart behind Justin Ross and Frank Latson Jr. Now, the interesting thing about that, there's no hope of catching yourself up on those three, on those two. If you stay, you're basically saying, you know what? I'm okay with being a third stringer. It's the same thing with Chase Bryce. Chase Bryce thought he had the capability to play quarterback for somebody else. But he knew looking up, wait a minute, I don't think I'm better than Trevor Lawrence. And this guy, DJ Ugonglehi, yeah, he's considered like the high school player of the year. I don't know, but I know I can go somewhere else and play. And you know what? With Clemson fans need to get used to this because this is going to happen a lot, especially when you're bringing in the type of classes that Clemson is bringing in, consistent top 12 classes. You're going to have a ton of guys that can play. Xavier Kelly was another guy that was very well thought of, but he looks up and he's like, man, I don't know if I'm going to have the opportunity to play. It doesn't mean that Clemson's a sinking ship or they're, they're a team that is trailing off in as far as retention of players. That's not true. You can make the argument that, hey, uh, you know, Travis Etienne decided to pass over millions, millions of dollars to come back. Okay? So it's not an issue of that. It's just an issue of these guys are talented and they want to play somewhere else. Hunter Johnson ended up starting for Northwestern last year as he moved on. Zarell Cooper started, I think it was for Arkansas State, or whatever team it is he went to, he ended up starting for them. That's just what you've got. That's going to happen a good bit. And, of course, it bites with TJ Chase today. We'll see where he ends up. Don seven eight one eight three two. I've got some more notes on that Clemson basketball game tonight. Of course, you can hear it right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My friends, if you are off the coast of Puerto Rico and you decide, you know what, I'd like to listen to that Clemson basketball game, or better yet, you'd like to listen to this show or Clemson Sports Talk, you can do that on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to us anytime, anywhere, right there on the iHeartRadio app. If you like Colin Coward, if you like Clay Travis, all of that is right there for you on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to all of it, including all the Clemson games. Wherever you are on the planet, bring out your smartphone, put in your earbuds. I got my, my brother-in-law gave me a pair of earbuds. These things are really cool. And you can just listen whenever you want. Right there on the iHeartRadio app. It's absolutely the best price on the planet. Furry. Gotta gotta have some free stuff out there. 
The iHeartRadio app is the best free app out there. Check it out now. Go to wherever you buy or get your uh, devices or your apps and check out the iHeartRadio app. We come back. The, as the football season is wound up, I've got my list this afternoon. You know, normally, I kind of, I kind of shelved it over the holidays because, let's be honest, I, I kind of turn into Santa Claus during the holiday season. And I don't really want to do anything because I'm running around crazy trying to keep my children happy. But the list, I did write a list today. And it is the five coaches that I think are on the hot seat going into next season. So we'll have that for you in just a moment. That is today's list here on the rundown. We'll also have a complete uh, preview on that Clemson basketball game tonight. All of that in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Soundsgood. And, of course, don't forget, Clemson Sports Talk follows me this afternoon right here at 4 o'clock. More of The Rundown in just a moment. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Strap in. It's time for the list. Welcome back to The Rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I'm Rob Sanders. As we look at the coaching hot seat, now I know there's going to be some people that are like, you know what, Rob, why are you trying to run these coaches down? They they, they avoided Black Monday or Black, what is it, Black Sunday, whenever, they, whenever it is they fire coaches, unless you suck tremendously bad. Then they Lane Kiffin your butt and they fire you on the tarmac. I think Lane Kiffin's the the first coach that I know of that's like, well, Belima at Arkansas. They told him as he was walking off the field, no, you're not the coach anymore. You will pack. Don't even go to your office. In fact, walk into the tunnel over there. We've got you a T-shirt that doesn't say Arkansas on it. Take off that Arkansas polo and put on this T-shirt and just get the hell out of here. We don't want anything else to do with you. <laughs> that, that's kind of the only the only time I've seen that. Lane Kiffin got fired on the tarmac. Now it's like, man, Southern Cal wishes they had Lane Kiffin now. What? By the way, Lane Kiffin picked up Damon Clowney today. Of course, he's a family with Jadavion Clowney. I don't know how great of a player he's going to be, but he's got the lineage to be a great player. One of the top players in the country, from what I gather, has decided, you know what? I'm heading to Ole Miss. Anyway, let's do our top five coaches that are on the hot seat heading into next season. We'll update the list because things can happen along the way that can change perspectives. 
You could have a bad press conference and be shown the door, in my opinion. But here you go. The top five coaches right now that I think are on the hot seat heading into next season. Number five. Number five for me is Manny Diaz with the Miami Hurricanes. You know, you heard so much about they had the HBO special where, oh, he's coming home and, you know, it's, you know, his dad was the mayor and everybody loves him. And then all of a sudden, they come out in the first game of the season and they play toe-to-toe with Florida, even though it was kind of a disaster game. Still, they went toe-to-toe with uh, what was the number eight team in the country. Florida turned out to win 11 games this year. And they lost 24-20. to Then they lose to North Carolina at North Carolina, 28-25. to And everybody thought, hey, this is going to be... Nobody thought that North Carolina was going to be great, but they thought, all right, tough couple of losses there. They blow out Bethune-Cookman. They win over Central Michigan, lose to Virginia Tech. They beat Virginia, which was interesting because Virginia had a great season. They lose to Georgia Tech, a team that's completely on the on the rebuild with Jeff Collins. That game made no sense. They beat Pittsburgh, beat Florida State, beat Louisville. That was an impressive win. Then they lose to FIU and Duke and then wrap up the season getting shut out by Louisiana Tech. All of these things, you put all of them together into one bag, and it just doesn't look good. Too many bad losses. You shouldn't be losing games to FIU. That's why I've got Manny Diaz at number five. Number four. Number four, I'm going to go with Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. Why? Because they finished four and eight this year. They did not have the season that they everybody thought they were going to have, okay? They lose to Hawaii on the road. That's not necessarily a bad loss, but still, you're a Pac-12 team. You should be able to beat Hawaii. No disrespect to the Rainbow Warriors. Then they went over Northern Arizona, beat Texas Tech, beat UCLA, beat Colorado, and then the wheels fall off. They lose to Washington, get blown out by Southern Cal, Lose to Stanford, lose to Oregon State, lose to Oregon, Utah, and then, of course, Arizona State. Kevin Sumlin, he wasn't a really great coach at Texas A&M, in my opinion. Yeah, now it's turning into you're kind of a disaster in the desert. And I think that they're going to be looking for somebody new. All of these teams, by the way, that I mentioned today should be calling Dave Clawson from Wake Forest. Because I think he's one of the, the best coaches in the country. Why they haven't called him or made a call to Eric Bieniemy from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who is their offensive coordinator. Give that guy an opportunity if you want to go the pro route. But, yeah, Kevin Sumlin is at number four. Number three. Number three on the list, I'm going to go with Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State. The reason that I have Mark D'Antonio there is because – They're just not quite getting the job done at Michigan State. They've had the opportunity to make themselves better, but seven and six, you know, some embarrassing losses this season, getting blown out by 24 to Ohio State, losing big to Michigan, losing big to Penn State, lost to Illinois. You know, it just wasn't really that great of a season. They did beat Wake Forest in the, uh, in the, New Era Pinstripe Bowl. But yeah, I think Mark D'Antonio is going to be on his way out. Number two. Number two, I hate to bring the Gamecock fans into it, but I think Will Muschamp 
If he doesn't get the job done this season, I think he's going to have to go somewhere else and coach. Of course, Muschamp's team went four and eight. And you know what? I think if they didn't beat the Georgia Bulldogs at three and nine, I think that they were looking for a new coach. But four and eight, it's not going to work. That's just the way that it is. They are uh, struggling, in my opinion. They have kept up on the recruiting front. But if they didn't beat Georgia this year, I think that Muschamp would have been out. And then finally, number one. number one, the Texas Longhorns. How many people are tired of hearing Texas say, oh, we're back? We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, you're not. They went eight and five. And I like Tom Herman. I think that I think he can coach, but you know, it comes down to wins and losses. Beat Virginia Tech, lost to LSU by seven. That's not exactly a bad loss. Did they did beat Rice? They beat Oklahoma State. Lost to Oklahoma. Uh, barely beat Kansas. Beat TCU by ten. Iowa State. They lost there. They lost to Baylor. And they did win over Utah in the Alamo Bowl, but hey, you know what? At Texas, they're expecting to be at the top of the Big 12. They got their own they their own TV network. You know, there was a big thing about the ACC's getting their own network, and Texas is over there laughing like, we've got our own TV network by ourselves. Okay, so money's not a problem at Texas. Winning on the field is not. Matthew McConaughey down there cursing on the sidelines, that's not what Texas wants. they got to find somebody that will come in there and fill the gap. That is my five coaches that are on the hot seat. Some reaction from online. One listener says, I disagree on Mike D'Antonio. He's a legend at Michigan State. Look, you can be a legend all you want. There comes a time when it's time to leave. Michigan State seems like they, they go up, 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 and then down, 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 and then up a little bit more. But I, I do agree that D'Antonio is a good coach. But he is a legend, but being a legend is not going to get you anywhere, in my opinion. You can't be a legend anymore. It comes down to who can, uh, who can win and who's going to make us better. And finishing with what Michigan State had, which was what? An eight, what was it? They had what, seven, what, seven wins this season? One game over 500? It's not what you want. More of the rundown in just a moment. If you want to talk about my coach's hot seat, give us a call at 803-978-1832. Also, we got the Clemson basketball game out there, which, of course, you can catch live right here at 8 o'clock. All of that you can catch uh, here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the Rundown, final segment of the show this afternoon. I am followed up by Clemson Sports Talk, which, by the way, Lawton Swan is big time. I mean, the guys on the air here in Columbia at the mothership, Fox Sports Radio 1400, which, by the way, there's a lot of people that you listen to that actually were on the air here at one point. You know, Matt Berry that works for ESPN. Uh, let's see here. Who else did some time with us here? Jim Powell, the voice of the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, he was here on Fox Sports Radio. Same thing goes for Mike Morgan, who works for ESPN and everything else. Kevin Fitzgerald was a voice here on the uh, on Fox Sports Radio 1400. We've had some really, really great voices come through here. And 
Yeah. But anyway, so I, I we we definitely are the we're the beacon here on Fox Sports Radio, in my opinion, with the folks that were uh, that have gone on and and moved up. Lots of talent has come through this very studio that I sit in right now. Anyway, but Walton Swan is definitely one of those guys who has a ton of talent. We're lucky to have him here with us doing Clemson Sports Talk every day from 4 to 6. He's on the air here and, of course, 100.1 The Fan in Florence and 920 AM in Manning. It's funny because uh, somebody somebody that I know in Manning, because I filled in for Lawton like last week or something, and they were like, why are you on 920 AM in Manning? I was like, I was filling in for the Swan. And they were like, well, he's better than you are. Well, thanks. Appreciate that, friend. <laughs> That's why I'm on 3 to 4 and he's on 4 to 6. But anyway, thanks for checking out the show. Some final notes before we get out of here this afternoon. We'll start with... Uh, I kind of wanted to do this really quick here. Adam Schefter put out four teams that that uh, Philip Rivers could go to. It looks like he's leaving the Chargers. One of them is Tampa Bay. Two of them is Tennessee. Number two is Tennessee. Number three, the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are the most interesting team right now because they lose Luke Keekley and they could, I think they should draft Isaiah Simmons or go after a big defensive tackle like a Javon Kinlaw. Get a guy like that and start rebuilding that defense for the Panthers that was once a very, very proud unit. Now they're like last in the league against the rush. Fix that if you want the Panthers to get better. And I know people are like, well, Cam Newton this and Cam Newton that. Look, if Cam Newton comes back this season, it's a $22 million hit against the cap. I don't think that's what the Panthers want. I do think that they will get with him, though, and they may decide, you know what? Maybe we can uh, redo that contract. I don't know. Let's see what we can do. Maybe sign you up for an extra year. Or they could go on a bridge route and get a guy like the wonderful Philip Rivers, who, of course, plays for the Chargers and... Still threw for 4,600 yards this season, 23 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. I think the Chargers are in a rebuilding mode anyway. But he could come there and he could make a lot of plays with Christian McCaffrey and possibly get that Panthers offense moving a little bit. I don't think it's a one-year fix for the Panthers, but they could make some movement uh, with Coach Rule, who is uh, definitely trying to, uh, they always say change the culture, but just change the way things are up there. So, some final notes here on this Clemson basketball game tonight. They're coming off of a 60-54 to loss to NC State on Saturday, which is inexcusable because NC State is not that good. If Clemson hit their free throws, they would have won that game. That game should have been in the win column for Clemson. Now, I know my buddy Jonathan Reynolds, another voice that was here that went on to literally save souls. That's what he does now. He's a pastor and saves souls. If he's listening to the show today, he'll be like, my NC State Wolfpack's a lot better than that, Rob. I don't know what you're talking about. No, NC State is a gong show. And Clemson should have won that game. Period. They should beat Wake Forest tonight. Wake Forest doesn't have their best player. They beat a Boston College team that, let's be honest, is not very good. Okay? But I don't think you can take anything away from... I don't think you can take anything from that. Because I think a lot of people are going to beat Boston College senseless. 
this is a game that Clemson needs to get back to 500 in conference play because they got to go to the KFC Yum Center and play Louisville, which is a damn good team, on Saturday. But they're looking for their straight, their seventh straight win over Wake Forest. Brad Brownell is 11 and one since arriving at Clemson uh, against the against the Deeks, which means the Tigers have also won 11 of their last 12 in the series. The last time that uh, Clemson defeated North Carolina and Duke in consecutive games was the 89 and 90 season. That's the interesting thing there too. Amir Sims is doing some great stuff. Had a career high 25 points and nine rebounds and five assists in the win over Duke. That's what he's going to have to do tonight and every night. You're going to need 20, 10, and three every night from Amir Sims if Clemson is going to navigate their way through the ACC schedule and possibly get themselves to a point where they can start yelling, hey, we're on the bubble. Right now they're not. The first set of like bracket, uh, bracketology, whatever, whatever you want to call it, came out today. Neither South Carolina or Clemson are on it. South Carolina has a chance to develop themselves a better resume if they can beat Auburn tomorrow night. But we'll get to that game tomorrow. Let's finish up with Clemson here first. So for Clemson to navigate this schedule, they're going to have to be a team that gets 20, 10, and 3, 4, 5 assists from Amir Sims. And John Allen III is going to have to uh, make himself a much, uh, excuse me, John Newman III. I don't know if I'm saying John Allen. John Newman III is going to have to make himself more of an all-around type guard. And Clemson is going to have to hit the threes with Tevin Mack not going 0 for 7 from three-point land. wonder when Brad Brownell is going to have to be like, look, maybe we should uh, hmm, pull you out of the starting lineup and put in, oh, I don't know, Chase Hunter. I don't know. Hunter Tyson, Curran Scott, maybe he should start? Because Tevin Mack is not getting it done. When you watch him, it's infuriating. Regardless of what team you support, you see this guy out there not playing defense and just jacking shots all over the place. It's like playing in a, in a bad church league. I mean, that's really what it is. That's like if Walton Swan and I played basketball, I'd be bringing the ball down, playing defense. He'd be just sent, hey, throw me the ball, Rob. Let me shoot it. That's kind of where, where we are with uh, Tevin Mack. But we'll see how, how that works out. And I don't go to practice every day. It's just how I feel. But for Clemson to win tonight, that's what's going to have to happen. Amir Sims, this is a game they should win, by the way. Amir Sims should get him 20, 10, and 3. In fact, I'll put it out there. If he gets 20, 10, and 3 in every game that they play, Clemson will win. He's not going to get that every game. But if he reaches those benchmarks, Clemson will beat pretty much every team left on the schedule with the exception of maybe Louisville and Florida State. All right, so that's the game tonight. Of course, you can catch it right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Uh, You know, we've talked about this before, and I've said it, and nobody's really called Lawton's show with this. If you call Lawton's show, Lawton is an established... um, he, He loves musicals, especially Rent. If you call up Lawton's show today for Clemson Sports Talk and tell him, hey man, I heard that you love show tunes. He can bang you out something from Rent 
Yeah, Walton's got the pipes for that. He can do it. All right, he can do that, and he can also do songs from Greece. He loves Greece. So call him up, give him grief today, and tell him, first of all, when you play basketball with Rob Sanders, pass the ball a little bit. Second of all, I want to hear a show tune. I want something from Greece, or I want something from Rent. And he will, he will definitely, he just can't help it. His little bald head will get red, and he'll just start just belting it. He'll sound just like this. I mean, really, he has the pipes for that. Check out Lawton Swan, Clumps and Sports Talk, right here where, uh, when I wrap up. He'll be here from 4 to 6. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for checking out my show. Podcast will be up later. You can catch me on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown tomorrow here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.